Rather than sing Supermouth, why not try leaping off a tall building with a single bound? Can't help it, Charles. My voice is more powerful than a locomotive. I have no doubt that an evening of illness and human suffering will be infinitely more entertaining. Do you realize how many zoots had to be killed to make that one suit? Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of MASH 4077 Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me from across the pond, Simon. Gentlemen. And she's back. We have Tina Maria joining us. Hey, everybody. Today we're discussing Season 11, Episode 2, Trick or Treatment. It's the 242nd episode overall, directed by Charles S. Dubin, written by Dennis Coney, originally aired on November 1st, 1982, and the production code is 9B01. We're having a party, a Halloween party. It might be amusing to watch a ghost boozing and see if it can, can, can. Rather than sing Supermouth, why not try leaping off a tall building with a single bound? Can't help it, Charles. My voice is more powerful than a locomotive. Well, Clark, how do I look? Oh, the classic clown. What's the record? Big nose, baggy pants, and wherever did you get those gigantic, ridiculous feet? Ah, from my father's side, his sister Selma. Will you hurry up with that? We gotta get over to Rosie's before the Marines start eating the bar. I hope these guys aren't the same ones from last Halloween who wound up playing pin the tail on the bartender. The very same, the Pooh Sun Piranhas. But this year they had a promise to let their hair down. You sure you won't reconsider, Charles? It sounds like your kind of crowd. As long as you're already wearing a mask. <laughs> Thank you, no, I'm on duty tonight. I have no doubt that an evening of illness and human suffering will be infinitely more entertaining. Hey guys, can one of you come and look at- Clinger? Do you realize how many zoots had to be killed to make that one suit? You like it? My Uncle Habib gave it to me. He had some uh, business setbacks. He won't be needing it for one to five years. They should let him out and lock up the tailor. Will you guys knock it off? The piranhas have landed at Rosie's, and already we got their first casualty. I'm sorry, I don't remove tattoos. How about billiard balls? What? A Marine got one stuck in his mouth. That must have been some shot. Can he breathe? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's fine. You need a bazooka to kill those guys. He bets someone that he could put a pool ball in his mouth and then take it out. Well, he was half right. Maybe he'll keep him quiet for a while. The other guy said he pulls these obnoxious stunts all the time, but he needs a doctor. Well, this certainly doesn't look like a job for Superman. Certainly wouldn't want some clown to handle him. <laughs> Is there a doctor in the house? I don't believe it. A pool ball? Yep. In the mouth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> People say Americans are crude. Oh, come on, Charles. Where's your Halloween spirit? <laughs> Halloween spirit. <laughs> At any moment, a wounded soldier could come in here truly needing my services. And what am I doing? I am treating some leather brain who literally decided to have a ball. I will show him some Halloween spirit. <laughs> and the plot summary for this episode. It's time for the annual 4077th Halloween party. Hawkeye is dressed as Superman. BJ is a clown. Margaret is a geisha girl. And Colonel Potter is a cowboy. Our Klinger is Al Capone. But it's not much of a party for the surgeons when unexpected wounded guests show up. Charles tries to help a slovenly marine who has a billiard ball stuck in his mouth, and Father Mulcahy inadvertently saves a man's life when he is presumed dead. Hello, I'm Dr. Winchester. Mm. And your name is? Mm. Would that be with one M or two? Mm. Of course. Free. 
Now then, what seems to be the problem? <laughs> now, my dear lad, don't be shy. The hmm? doctor is your friend. <laughs> you seem to be a bit congested. <laughs> be a little frog in your throat. <laughs> could you could you cough for the doctor, please? <laughs> oh, my dear man, how can I discover what's wrong with you if you will not cooperate? <laughs> Oh, I see. You want me to take temperature? I can do that. God! Zooks! Do you realize you have something in your mouth? <laughs> what on earth could that be? Oh, looky. Little six painted on it. Could that be how old you are? <laughs> oh, now I see. You may not realize this. But you have a pool ball lodged in your mouth. Hmm? No sweat. There is an alternative. I'll just take your temperature the other way. Well, now, don't get mad at me, chum. I mean, I, if you didn't have that silly pool ball in there, I could stick the thermometer in your mouth. Well, I got a crazy idea. You know, this just, this just might work. What if I were to remove the ball? How would I do that? Let's see. What to do? I know. I shall pull all your teeth. Come on, sport. You're a marine or a mouse. I could use a muscle relaxant. That ought to do the trick. But it is the wimp's way out. Be forewarned, Private Moscone. The next time we meet, I plan to perform major surgery, whether you need it or not. We have guest stars. We have George Wint, who played Private LaRoche. He worked with the Windy City famed Second City comedy troupe from 1974 to 1980. He is best known for playing Norm from the hit series Cheers. He is married to the actress Bernadette Burkett, who provided the rare off-screen voice of Norm's unseen wife, Vera, which I had no idea. That's awesome. That is cool. And Richard Lineback plays Private Scala. Lineback was born on the February the 4th, 1952 in Frankfurt, Germany. He's an actor known for Speed, Natural Born Killers, and The Ring. Oh, and he was also in Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> Don't forget that. Come on. I get the dice man, uh, Andrew Dice Clay, uh, Corporal Herboski. Andrew Dice Clay was born on September 29th, 1957 in Brooklyn, New York, USA. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As Andrew Clay Silverstein. He is an actor and producer known for the adventures of Ford Fair Lane, 1990, Blue Jasmine in 2013, and A Star is Born, the recent 2018. Andrew Dice Clay, wow. Um, <laughs> and we have James Carroll, who returns to MASH as Private Roddy. Uh, this is his last episode of MASH. And Herman Pope plays, well, MP Herman. He has 63 credits to his resume, including appearances in Scrubs, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, The Rocketeer, Pale Rider, and Gunsmoke. R.J. Miller, the Graves registration driver. This is R.J.'s first television role. He went on to appear in Chips, Cagney and Lacey, Hill Street Blues, Falcon Crest, and Hunter. 
And now we have Arnold F. Turner. He was the Graves registration assistant, not as important as the driver. Uh, Arnold, uh, Arnold was born October 15th, 1931 in San Diego, California. He is an actor and producer known for Dr. Doolittle in 98, Ruthless People in 86, and Driving Miss Daisy in 89. And Kelly Nakahara returns as <laughs> Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. Yay. Yay. Gee, BJ, I thought you'd have one of those cute little clown cars for us. Bozo Jr.'s using it tonight. Um, Howdy, partners. Going our way, if it isn't Buffalo Bob and Madam Woo! <laughs> now I know why cowboys are bow-legged. Chaps, chafe. <laughs> my, my, that's quite a dress you don't have on. What a waste of my x-ray vision. Now shut your flap. You gotta admit, Margaret, that slit is as high as an elephant's thigh. When will you two ever get out of puberty? He's in puberty. I'm in love. Germ. Attention all personnel. Some party guests have arrived, dressed as wounded soldiers. Party crashers. Who bad the enemy was dressed to kill, huh? I need a doctor here. I've got a belly wound. We have stat. What's with the toe tag? Battalion 8 sending their dead? Tommy's got a push on. Battalion 8 had to move back. We were the only way to get him out. I need a doctor here. Honey can't help the living. Where's Father Mulcahy? He's at the orphanage, having a Halloween party for the kids. You better call Graves Registration to come by for that boy. Yes, sir. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. Meds, you start us off. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, sorry, you caught me off. God, yeah, I, was, I was ready for another long <laughs> No nap for you. Sorry. Uh, along Kenny and Tina, chat between yourselves. <laughs> okay. So, look, I, I gave this an eight out of, eight out of ten. Really? Um, okay. All right. We're going to be talking. Yeah. Okay. Um, although I'm not 100% sure why. I think it was the medication, really, if I'm honest with you, because... <laughs> <laughs> it's a fairly it's uh, wine. yeah could have been could have been it's the way i rock it's as if you know COVID <laughs> you know, um i you know I, I look i tell you the one thing i've i've removed myself desperately removed myself from the timeline of mash on this episode because um it's halloween <laughs> like christmas <Yes. laughs> like new year's eve you know um, the, the, you know the the it's got this whole thing isn't it with the marines are just they're there for fighting there for having you know working hard playing hard you know Stupid. norm's let's call him norm you know the billiard ball in his mouth and apparently this yeah. is a regular party trick which makes you wonder how many times he's had to have it removed and how many times he hasn't <laughs> learned his lesson well i do i do love i do love the whole thing of charles charles's brilliant way of winding him up Oh my uh, God, you know, that's the best thing that. ever. It is fabulous. Yep. Um, for some reason, I've got here, Margaret does look smashing. I, I, I don't know why I, I put that she, in. She, she, she oh, looked good in the Geisha Girl. In the Geisha Girl, of course. Yeah. She looked... That is, yeah. I mean, I think BJ does say how that, that slit on the side of the skirt is, uh, is rather nice. <laughs> splendid stuff, yeah. splendid stuff. Hawkeye saying uh, BJ's in puberty and Hawkeye's in love. I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the thing with the, I like the, well, the, the, the thing with the body on the floor, this is actually a well-known, uh, it has happened, should I say, well-known story. It yeah. happened quite a lot during, uh, mainly Vietnam, I must say, where they simply tagged soldiers because they thought they were dead because, let's face it, they were seeing so many deaths going on. did happen quite a bit. Normally they were fine when they got back to the, the, the end run, but I like the way that it's it's Father Mulcahy, thankfully, who finds uh, finds mm-hmm. his person on there. The whole ghost story thing is a little bit wishy-washy. You know, yeah. Ghost stories in there. 
Um, <laughs> I do like the I do like the patient. Uh, sorry, I do like the the mention of Heartbreak Ridge in this story. Mm. Um, I, I do like that because one of my favourite films, and actually one of the closest films to real life military. Um, uh, style is Clint Eastwood's Heartbreak Ridge, um, the way they hold guns and the way they move in up. So that was quite nice having it. Uh, yeah. Potter having a go at the MP, always good to see Harry Morgan letting off some steam going on there. That's that's always great to see. The the thing with the skinny kid as well, who's not really that skinny, let's face it. Um, <laughs> I thought they got a mean? pretty good actor. He was pretty yeah. gaunt. Indeed. Yeah. Well, that's makeup though, isn't it? He's not, not really skinny. <laughs> Um, well, for me, story... anyone's skinny compared to me. So there we go. Aww, oh, okay, <laughs> come on. You're, you're buff. You're buff these days, it's my true. friend. Yeah. But I do like the whole thing that um, I think his story is really moving. I think that the whole thing of the Thanksgiving, the turkey, the, the, the celebrating with each other. Oh, and he, yeah. he, he just walks away and then his, his friends get killed. And, you oh. know, that is that happens a lot with, with those kind of like post-traumatic, we know it, of course, now as post-traumatic stress syndrome uh, disorder, mm-hmm. sorry. And I, I love that a little bit. I, I do like those little things in MASH where they add in, you know, realism. MASH is always credited for that, for the realism of mm-hmm. some of the stories that they, they hear from, from Korea, from Vietnam, also using stories for World War One and World War Two. And I love the fact that they add that in and that they've always done that really well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I stick by my I stick by my, my eighth, you know, score. I love yeah. the little comeback at the end with, with BJ pulling the tent so Charles thinks it's... <laughs> I don't know why you'd think it's a ghost unless he's, he's, it's on his mind, but otherwise, yeah, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice little story. Cool. How about you, Tina Maria? Um, yeah, I definitely liked this episode. Uh, I would say probably a nine out of 10 for me. Wow. Uh, I like, I definitely like that there, you know, the festivities, but of course, as usual, as meds would say, we've seen this before. Um, there's always, something interrupting the festivities which is always the wounded so the wounded are always you know they're you know they're all dressed up and you know margaret's in her geisha outfit but she's then she has to put her scrubs on over it because you can see like the costumes are still worn underneath yeah especially and that happened when she got married too because Mm. when she was still in her wedding dress and she had to put on her nurse's scrubs right over them so and you have when Hawkeye was Santa, he had to go in the middle of, you know, combat to help, you know, patients. And, you know, you said there was no such thing as Santa. You know, there's there's always, you know, something going on. So it's, you know, they can't ever really have any festivities without, because that's kind of part of their natural, this happens no matter yeah. what. Yeah. I, you know, going from the beginning of the episode, I, I, I always love Hawkeye whenever he's singing a song, you know, he's always mm-hmm. like, we're having a heat wave, but it's not heat wave, <laughs> we're a party, you know, he's always changing yeah. the lyrics up. So I love that. I love the jack-o'-lantern basketball, because obviously they don't have any pumpkins, so they have oh to Oh my improvise. God, I did, I did not notice uh, that. Well, yeah, well spotted, I, I, I well spotted. Yeah, I did yeah, not I notice that. that. That's I, cool. I, 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 I'm I'm a big pumpkin fan. We we have the King Pumpkin you Festival. Are. You are. Yeah, I know, right? Obsessed know, right? by that pumpkin. <laughs> I thought it was fitting. Hawkeye was Superman. BJ was the clown. Yep. You yep. know, so that was yep. fitting. But of course, Winchester, I, I I kind of see him as the Halloween Scrooge. <laughs> so that's all I can think of. You know, he's like, 
he he doesn't believe any word of the ghost stories that he's hearing. He's not scared. He's, you know, he's not having any fun with the pranks going on. Like he goes to help the, you know, help Norm with the billiard ball, ball in his mouth. And he's just giving him a hard time, you know? And what it was funny because I thought it was the eight ball at first, which would have been fitting, mm. you know, but it wasn't, it was a six ball. So I'm like, Oh, okay. But I mean, and just the ball in his mouth, here's, here's the guy, here's Norm having to act his way through having the billiard ball in his mouth. And, you know, he's got the, he's making the noises and he's like, you know, he's so afraid of when, you know, Winchester is like, with the thermometer, oh, wrong thermometer. (laughs) So, and then he's trying to figure out how to get the billiard ball out. I shall pull all your teeth. And, you know, and then he says, are you Marine or are you a mouse and all that. So, and then you have the ghost stories in the OR and then something about the generator. I think it was at half power. And um, so Potter was telling BJ, don't worry, son, I'll hold your hand. And it reminded me of another MASH episode when Potter was saying something to another person, well, don't be afraid, you know, or something like that. It was just one of those quirky lines that Potter had at one point. So, yeah, I'm trying to see if I have anything else. Oh, the um, the X-ray, the protruding bone was not his. So yeah. that, Oh, my God, that, yeah. That was, that was, that was just freaky, you know, cause I, you know, that's happened. I think that happened in an ER episode once or something. It's not their bone or yeah. whatever, somebody else's. So that, that was really creepy. So the whole thing with the, the, the soldier who is not dead and that moved me because, you know, Hawkeye's walking away and he's like, and he doesn't notice, can we get, you know, someone to cover him up? And you know, all of a sudden you see the hand move. And then in another scene, he's crying and you're like, oh my God, this guy is not dead. So that, those were, you know, they're really pointing those out. The skinny kid uh, had been on MASH before. I know uh, he had shown up as Eddie. He was the somewhat yeah. slow soldier and he shows up in a lot of, I've seen him in other movies. I think I think you guys mentioned in an epi- that episode that he was on Speed, um, the Keanu Reeves movie. So, yeah, I'm like, that guy just shows up, like, everywhere. So, and then I love the scene. Potter was telling off the military p- police. You know, he just yep. gives them. You know, he's being Potter, and you don't mess with Potter when he's, like, you know, because we have all these wounded here. My priority is them, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then you have Potter and Klinger in the OR. He's like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to say it. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have the, another, another one from Rosie's bar who had the hand in the fan. And again, you have Winchester again, kind of, you know, he's just like, Oh, you, you know, the the whole thing about the maturity level of these guys. Mm -hmm. So you just, you know, Winchester. Yeah. Um, And then you have the, the quiet soldier again, he doesn't want the pumpkin pie and, and Hawkeye wants, you know, is trying to figure out what's going on. And, you know, that, that did touch me the whole story about, you know, what happened. And, you know, he went 
to get more food and it goes back and all his buddies are dead. You know, he can't eat because yeah. he feels guilty. So that really got me. And of course, Sydney is mentioned, which is wonderful because yeah. again, he's not, he, you know, we haven't seen him for some time, but he's still part of the MASH unit, even though he's not there in body, he's there in spirit. And I yeah. love, I love Sydney. And he was another one we lost a few years back and he just, I wish he was my therapist. <laughs> he was just wonderful. I just, yeah. I loved seeing him in any episode he would show up in. And yeah. I love, I love that he shows up. And he had to, he had to show up at, you know, at the end of the season 11. It was just so imperative that he was there. Yeah. Um, especially with what happened. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Hawkeye says, nobody forgets what happens. The secret is, is learning how to live with it. And, and that's, that's true to it's life. Good line. Yeah. It's a good. Yeah. Line. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so then you see Mulcahy, with the last rites and he notices that the man is not dead because he's crying. And then the hand fan combat Winchester, the line there. What is it? Oh, BJ walking in on Winchester's speech. That was another note I had. And then of course the very end of the episode <laughs> where BJ and Hawkeye are, you know, scaring Winchester, you know, obviously it's a trick or treat. It's a joke. Yeah. It's Halloween. Yeah. But here they're they're getting Winchester. He's finally getting scared, you know. He's so good. The whole episode, he doesn't believe a word of it. He doesn't believe in Halloween. He doesn't play along, you know. Yeah. So yep. I mean, you know, what I love about Mash, I've always loved, is all the you know the writing is wonderful, the the witty humor. I'm like the the, the way they get these lines out so fast. I mean, it's just the actors, you know, definitely they get them out correctly or whatever it is mm -hmm. but it's always i mean i've been watching watching mash since i was a kid i mean my dad i watched everything with him i watched mash i watched star trek i watched doctor who so that's where Please. i get a lot of <laughs> my you know my history of television yeah. is from watching it from my with my dad yeah so i mean these are the shows i grew up with and yeah. i mean i know the show came up I, I was born in 78, so the show was going on. So I probably watched it with him anyway, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, Very but cool. I mean, I, I like, you know, this was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Well, after listening to you guys, um, <laughs> because I didn't, I think coming off of such an a, a awesome episode before and then the episode before that was really good, you know, I, this one, I gave it a seven and a half. Okay. And then I, I was Ooh. thinking, why, why did they give it so high? But after listening to you guys, I was like, okay, yeah. yeah, you know what? It was, it's definitely seven and a half, maybe even an eight. I, I gave it an eight. I, I know, I know. You, I know. You did. You gave it a high because, one. You know what? I, I thought it, I felt like there was no story. That it was just mm -hmm. kind of like a slice of life. It is Halloween yeah. time. Right. And it all pretty much happens in the OR. It's all about the OR. And it's mm -hmm. these people coming into the OR and leaving the OR. You, you got the, the idiot Marines who are coming in because of stupid pranks that they're doing. And they're right. injured. You know, then you have, uh, you know, more serious stuff like the guy who's not eating. And, and you know, and you have the dead body who's not really dead. And you're like, someone find this poor, poor person who's laying here, probably in yes. pain. Yes. You know, and he has a right. sheet over his head. Thinking mm -hmm. that he's dead. Very clean sheet as well. Of course, well, they, have be, they have to be clean. Because <laughs> <Come on. laughs> it's in the day, you know, in the in the career. Yeah, yeah. Likes his sheets. 
Um, but no, I, for my notes, I wrote down, I loved Winchester when he was making fun of, the, of Norm patient. You know, yes. asking him, like, what's wrong? And why are you here? And, dude, and obviously he knows what it is. I just love that he played with him. That's yes. a playful side of Charles. He's so annoyed by just, this man. Can I ask you guys a question? Like, because yes. Yeah. Tina, you, you said you thought he was an eight ball in his mouth, which I thought as well. And then he says six ball. No, I'm not really over familiar with, with Paul, but is the number six and the eight ball the same color? No. Yeah, I, eight, I don't eight ball think they black. must be. Eight yeah, ball is eight black. black. This so it must be a dark color. It must it's blue. Be like a dark green or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah something right. blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the costume. Like Tina Maria said, I love the fact that obviously BJ's a clown because he is a clown. <laughs> Hawkeye Superman because he obviously is Superman, you know. He's that, the hero. Yeah, you know, and and of course Potter's going to be a gunslinger because you know he's a yeah. cowboy, old school Calvary mm-hmm. stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. And then you have Margaret, who is this beautiful geisha woman. So I, I, I whoever you know, the the costumes that they picked for the characters were perfect for those characters. Yeah, like double double meaning. It wasn't just right. happenstance yeah. that they're going to pick these costumes. And, and if I can interject, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but Margaret has changed like physically changed from the beginning of the series towards the end of the series oh yeah and i mean she just seemed much more buxom and you know where as she goes throughout the series she looks like healthy i guess i don't know i don't want it it's not like she's like losing weight because you know that's what women do or whatever but she looked healthier i don't know she just she didn't look like, you know, I don't know what it was, but maybe because of, you know, everything she had to do. I mean, she was still, I mean, beautiful, beautiful, but she just seemed like, you know, definitely when you know, I know I've heard you guys talk about how she's grown so much throughout the seasons, but physically she's changed too. So she was even more. True. So, I, think and, I, might, I, I think I might know why that is. Yeah. Now, this is yeah. only just a rough idea. At yeah. this point, uh, Loretta yeah. Sweet went for the role of um, Incagni and Lacey. Right. Uh, I remember you talking she, about that. Yeah. yeah, she is actually in the pilot episode, The pilot, I think it's a pilot yeah. film. And okay. she wanted to carry on doing that because she knew MASH was going to be ending. But I think she couldn't get out of the contract, the contract. release or the yeah. Cuts, right. yeah, scheduling wouldn't allow it. So it wouldn't surprise me because that's quite a physical role where she's running yes. after, after the, and it wouldn't yes. surprise me if she had to get into shape for doing yeah. that. I thought the Halloween stories were fine, you know, nothing mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I just wrote down these Marines are so stupid. Yes. And, yeah. You know, and I don't know, I wonder how Marines think when they see, because they are represented as being brutes and dumb. In, yeah, that's, that's probably definitely you know? a, a stereotype. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed, as you guys have mentioned as well, the story of the starving. I think his name's Scott. Scott's story with uh, starving mm. himself. Yes, yeah. Scott. Love the mention of Sydney. I wrote it in my notes. Yes. Too. Oh my God, they mentioned Sydney. And thank goodness for Father McKay to do last rites yeah. on that Definitely. guy. So he yeah. actually realized he was alive, you know, because if not, yeah. I mean, I would hope they would eventually mm-hmm. realize he wasn't yeah. dead. Or maybe he would have yeah. died in transit, but yeah. oh, you never know. It would have been horrible. horrible. Yeah. Because yeah. um, obviously he survived just lying there and his injuries yeah. are too severe. Yeah. Because um, then you get that in scene with them, like, shocked, you know, that mm-hmm. never happened. You know, nothing like this has ever happened before, stuff like that. And, of course, you have the final scene with the tent, which made me laugh. I mean, 
<laughs> on Charles' right. face, yeah. Yes. And, and, and freeze frames on that face, and it's so great. Yes, that was perfect. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so it's definitely uh, you know it was worthy of my I think seven point five. It wasn't oh, yeah, my most that's... favorite episode in the world. Yeah. Uh, it just yeah. didn't seem like it had focus to me. It just um, mm-hmm. it was just like a slice mm-hmm. of life, which I don't mind slice yeah. of life. No, no, uh, that's fine. This is like oh, a two hour period of mash during the mm-hmm. OR. You know, this is what happens. And I right. like that. It was mm-hmm. it was cool. It had some nice stories, a little bit of character development, some jokes, some fun stuff. But yeah, but nothing, you know, I wouldn't watch it over and over again. Yeah. No, I gotcha. Yeah. Halloween and Korea, bobbing for shrapnel. Where did Blazes is going on over there? The piranhas probably found a winner for Pin the Tail on the Bartender. If they got returns on their empties, they'd get a fortune on their heads. Now what? Uh-oh, I better go check. It's got to be the generator. Maybe one of the Marines tried to swallow it. When I was a kid, Halloween wasn't forgetting pie-eyed. It was forgetting the skivvies scared off of you. Oh, come now. Colonel, hobgoblins are the hobgoblins of little minds. Oh, I don't know about that. I've seen some pretty odd things in my day. One night back in 39, Mildred had a dream that her brother Calvin came into the room, sat down at the foot of her bed, and shook his head at her kind of sadly. It was so real, she felt she could reach out and touch him. In the morning, we got a phone call that Calvin had died of a heart attack. Mildred got on the phone to her sister Louise before she could get a word out. Louise said, It's bad news, isn't it? She said, I had a dream last night that Calvin came and sat at the foot of my bed and shook his head at me. Well, it's a sad tale, Colonel, but surely coincidence explains it. All right, Meds, what did IMDb give it? Uh, Well, IMDb gave it a 7.6. So it was close to Kenny. Close my mind. It's still, that's that's only 0.1 above the Kelly one that we had last week, or last uh, last month. That's yeah. just they're harsh. I must have been in a really good mood when I. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome. You're doing a great job. You're in a really good mood this entire run. Of- this this, <laughs> yeah, this so. six episodes that we've, just, we've recorded today, uh, some of them ain't right. I'm going to have to change. <laughs> Too late. Too late. It's already all recorded. I have it on record. I got bad news and bad news. The generator's on half power, but the bullets are full strength. There's more wounded in the compound. You see to it that every unnecessary light in this camp is doused. I'm free. Anyone else? Oh, Colonel, dark out there. Don't worry, son. I'll hold your hand. I'll take this one. What happened, son? A few of us were on patrol. Someone stepped on a mine. My leg feels like it's on fire. Compound leg fracture. Prep them. And be careful. I don't like the way that bone's sticking out there. You're going to be fine. Just relax. How you doing, pal? I guess I bumped my head, Doc. Uh-huh. Smells like you had a few dozen drinks to kill the pain. Oh. Well, us Marines were just having a little party, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. We almost called the cops on account of the noise. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Me and this corporal decided to have a little Jeep race backward. Uh-huh. Boy, don't ever race a Jeep backward, Doc. I'll try to remember that. Oh, it was going great. I was ahead. Or was it behind? Anyway, this dumb chicken gets in the way, so I swerved to miss it, and I did. Unfortunately, I ran over the whole chicken coop. Oh, uh-huh, gee, I'm sorry to hear that. Nah, it's okay. I won anyway. Just got a few shell fragments. <laughs> Come on, wrong way. 
You're as funny as you are smart. Thanks. Jeez. I got feathers everywhere. All right, it's time for behind the scenes. I think Meds has the first one. I do, thankfully, Kenny. Uh, <laughs> while, dis- <laughs> while discussing a patient's irregular heartbeat, Hawkeye refers to it as arrhythmia, while Potter uses the term dysrhythmia. This is not a terminology ever or an anchorism. Cardiac dysrhythmia and cardiac arrhythmia refer to the same thing, both are synonyms for an irregular heartbeat and can be used interchangeably. There you go. Well said. Yay. Uh, when George Went appears in this episode, this series, final season, he was also starring on Cheers, which was in its first season on NBC. Second and final series appearance of Richard Lineback. He previously appeared in season eight's Dear Uncle Abdul as Eddie, a somewhat slow but extremely loyal soldier whose protective platoon leader gets sent home. Yep, you mentioned that. And that's such a great, I love that yes, character. that's and that a great story. Episode. That was such a good episode, and I liked the character. So it was cool to see him back. Uh, As Hawkeye and BJ have clearly made their costumes from scratch, they evidently used items found around the camp to do so. The most obvious is BJ's clown shoes, which are made of hot water bottles. (laughs) I noticed that. That was hilarious. Uh, While preparing to treat Private LaRoche, uh, George Wint, or Norm, as we call him, for having a pool ball lodged in his mouth, Winchester calls him... Private Moscone. This is not an error, but a joke referencing world-famous pool player Willie Moscone, a.k.a. Mr. Pocket Billiards, who between 1941 and 1957 won the World Straight Pool Championship an unmatched 15 times and through his fame helped to popularize pool as a national recreational activity. At the end, Potter welcomes Mulcahy to the club at Of Lifesavers. This is not the first time in the series that Mulcahy has saved a life. Notably, in Season 5, Episode 8, Mulcahy's War, where Mulcahy performs a tracheotomy on a soldier while in the field. I remember that episode. Yeah. Yeah, good episode, too. Yeah. Uh, Oh, we have some timey-wimey stuff. Uh, During triage, Hawkeye comments, the way I see it, the Army owes us so many coffee breaks, we should get 1954 off. This line makes sense only if it is presently 1953. If the army owes the staff a year off, it would make sense for them to still have to work all of 1953 before getting that time off. Yet the war ended in July 1953, three months before Halloween. So it would have to be taking place in October 1952, making the Hawkeye's comment particularly odd. Mm. Get old timey stuff. See, timey wimey. That's why I wrote it in there. Hi, I brought you something. Voila, pumpkin pie. I almost became a casualty saving the last piece for you. It's not bad. Take it away, Doc. You're suffering from malnutrition. You really ought to try to eat something. Don't want it. Go ahead, it's delicious. What gives? Nothing. I know our food is lousy, but nobody does that without a damn good reason. Whatever's bothering you is not going to go away unless you talk about it. A couple of weeks ago, we were in heavy fighting near Heartbreak Ridge. We held off a bad Chinese assault for days. They threw everything they had at us, even hand-to-hand combat. We stood our ground. When they finally withdrew, our CO was real proud of us. Thought we deserved an early Thanksgiving, so... We got some turkey sent down special. <laughs> even had stuffing. And Bertelson, Wooster... Greenway and me found ourselves in empty foxhole, 
started to chow down. It was the uh, it was the first laugh we had in weeks. <laughs> I ate real fast. <laughs> I didn't want to miss out on seconds. <laughs> I was standing in the chow line getting my tray loaded down again. All of a sudden, there's an artillery burst. Just for a minute, you know. When I ran back to the foxhole, my buddies were dead. <laughs> Every one of them. <laughs> they all looked so surprised. <laughs> I'd be dead too if it hadn't been such a pig. And you haven't eaten since then, huh? <laughs> I can't even look at food. Look, uh, Scala, I know it's rough, but if you don't eat, you could die. I know a doctor, Sidney Friedman. He helps people work things out. He's got a shoulder big enough for the whole world to lean on. I'd like you to talk to him. What do you say? How can anybody make me forget what happened? Nobody forgets what happens here. The secret is learning to live with it for all of us. All right, trivia time. Last episode's question. After Byrne passed out from drinking too much, Hawkeye and BJ put a toe tag on him. What did it say? Answer, emotionally exhausted and morally bankrupt. Okay, so this episode's trivia question. Who was the ROK officer who was a semi-regular during the first season of MASH? There you go. So if you know the answer, go ahead and email me at mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Gentlemen, I want to thank you. But gentlemen, I, I want to thank you for taking up the time we would normally have frittered away on casualties of a far less ludicrous nature than yours. You will undoubtedly be returning to the pool halls of Montezuma and you to receive advanced training in hand-to-fan combat. Gee, Major, we're just letting off a little steam. Well, perhaps sometime in the future you might try to act a little more like mature adults. From now on, I promise I'll try to act just like him. Well, he is from California. You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at mash4077podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at geekyfanboy. You can find meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash mash4077podcast. Or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to MASH 4077 Podcasts all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. If you are enjoying our podcast, consider making a donation. We have a Patreon account at Patreon, patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. I just want a special thanks, Tina Maria. You are amazing. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. This episodes. was so much fun. Thanks for thank having you. me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll you have guys. to. Yeah, so well, yeah, you've been a loyal listener and your contributor money wise is great. Thank you. But also yes, just course. comment wise and trivia and you you're definitely part of our 
our MASH community, and we really appreciate oh, you. Thank so you we were so very much. happy to bring you on to the podcast. I, so. I, I was so blessed that I could be here. I, yes. I, I listen to you guys, so I listen to you guys when I'm on the road, and sometimes I'll comment along with you guys. I'll just, like, pretend I'm part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and look, now you are. Yay. Now you are. <laughs> Part of the family. This is wonderful. Yes, great. Well, I'm Kenny. I'm Simon. And I'm Tina Maria. And until next time, we'll be seeing you. How's he doing? He seems to be resting easy. I just can't believe the battalion aide declared him dead. Well, I wouldn't condemn those folks at battalion aide so fast. They're moving out, all hell is breaking loose. A man comes through with no pulse, no heartbeat. More holes in him than a golf course. But then you'd have thought somebody here would have checked him out. Yeah, well, once you see that toe tag, you got to assume he's got both feet in the grave. It's the first time I've heard of where being dead wasn't terminal. Welcome to the club, Padre. You saved a life. Well, no, I... Well, I guess I was in communication with the one who did. Weird. I've never seen anything like it. This is definitely one ghost story nobody's going to top. Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio... Or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com and we would be honoured if you would join us. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.